I'm Kelsey Ryder. I'm Natalia Raymond. And this is Angelinos in Training, a podcast for people curious about Los Angeles by people who live in Los Angeles. So whether you're moving here, new to the area, or just want to better understand LA, we're here to help you navigate the city of angels. Welcome back again to Angelinos in Training. Today is part two of our Disneyland-centric episode, and I'm I'm still continually stoked. I don't think I can ever not talk about Disneyland. <laughs> I believe that, Kelsey. I've heard you talk about <laughs> Disneyland on many, many occasions. <laughs> not just here, friends. It's been a staple of friendship with me everywhere you go. Take it or leave it. Disneyland is here to stay in my heart. And I know you're still incredibly fond of the ever so marketed happiest place on earth, Natalia. Yes, I am. (laughs) So so, um, in this episode, we're going to go into some more depth on our favorite rides. And I also want to talk about and cover not ride-specific attractions at Disneyland that people can enjoy and may not necessarily seek out if they're just the the thrill, the thrilling type, those that seek out... What am I trying to say? The thrill seekers. The type that enjoy rides. (laughs) (laughs) Because here here is the thing, friends, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary folks, that there is so much to do at Disneyland that is not going on a ride. You can can go back day after day and never set foot on a single ride and still have plenty of things to do. Absolutely. Um, What's your, what's one of your favorite like non-ride things to do at Disneyland? So when I was a kid, I was a big, big fan of the Tarzan Treehouse. Oh, yeah. The the walkthrough experience attraction where you were in Adventureland up in the treehouse and you saw all the different scenes of Tarzan. I thought that was awesome. I don't know if it still exists anymore. It does. That was yeah. one of my favorites. When I was a kid, it was the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really fun. Did, did yeah, you saw, you saw it then too. I think they switched it over. I feel like in like the early 2000s, maybe earlier than that, maybe like in the mid 90s or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I remember the change. Yeah, and it's it makes more sense now. I've been through it I think once as Tarzan's Treehouse, but it's a lot of stairs for my so for my mm-hmm. disability it friends is. out there. It's not super accessible. They did add a ramp um, that kind of goes up to oh, some did. levels. Yeah, from the very uh-huh. bottom. It's not, it's still not great. I still don't really do it unless somebody specifically wants to go through it just because it's a mm-hmm. lot of energy. But it is so fun. The details and seeing everything in the rooms mm-hmm. if you are able to do it. Yeah, that's a great one. I always forget about that. Yeah. And one also, that that's a Disneyland one that I that I loved. But one of my all-time favorites is in California Adventure. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. I think it might be <laughs> called like World of Imagination or something like that. The mm-hmm. walkthrough attraction where you see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff about Disney animation. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And you go into like the Beast Castle. and so- yes. What is that called? Oh, so that's, see, now you're putting me on the spot. I feel like it might be like the Sorcerer's Workshop. It might be that. It's called something like yeah, that. I like it, loved it. I go every time I'm in California Adventure. It's so fun. It's in the Hollywood section in the Hollywood land mm-hmm. area of uh, California Adventure. And you'll see it up ahead on the right if you just go straight down the road towards the Hollywood area. If you're heading towards Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, you'll pass it on the way. <laughs> you haven't even been on it. You're so judgmental. <laughs> I know. No, I really, really loved Tower of Terror too. The Twilight Zone thing and the spookiness. It's so fun. I'm all about that. But I do really enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Um, that one is a really fun one. Yeah, and you do. There's there's something in there too that I hadn't uh, experienced until the very last time I was at Disneyland. It's a it's is another good place to go to just get in air conditioning honestly Mm -hmm. like you can do you can learn how to draw a different character they'll have a schedule Mm -hmm. up so you can see what time they'll be drawn you'll be learning to draw which characters i learned how to Uh draw bing bong from uh uh inside Inside out Out? yeah and um 
Then Olaf was super popular for a really long time, too. I think he probably still is. Mm -hmm. But there's a thing called um, Turtle Talk with Crush. And I had Mm -hmm. no idea what it was about, but it's the turtle from Finding Nemo. And there's an actor behind a screen talking as Mm -hmm. Crush. And he actually interacts with the audience and, like, gives you, like, not necessarily accurate facts about the sea. I think most of them Mm -hmm. are pretty accurate. But it's a really fun thing that even if you don't have a little kid, it's super fun to go to. Yeah, I've known one of the guys who does Crush in that show. Oh, really? They always do such an amazing job. Um, But that's, yeah, that's another really Mm -hmm. good one. I, um... In Disneyland specifically, you mentioned uh, Tarzan's Treehouse, which made me think like, oh, yeah, I really love uh, Tom Sawyer's Island. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved that one growing up. I think it's called like the... It's still Tom Sawyer's Island, but it's uh, like they've got more of a piratey theme to it than they did when I was mm-hmm. growing up. So there's like all these little caves you can sneak through. Actually, the last time mm-hmm. I went there, it was like I was the youngest person in the group. It was me, my dad, my Aunt Katie and Uncle Scott. We went over there mm-hmm. and my dad and my Uncle Scott were acting like teenagers trying to oh, run around fun. to the caves and scare my aunt and me and like jump out mm-hmm. at us. And like they... Like, that's the thing that I love so much about Disneyland Mm -hmm. is two completely grown men can still try to, like, (laughs) like, run around. It's it's so much bigger than you think it is. Like, when you see it Mm -hmm. from, like, New Orleans Square or from, like, the edge of Frontierland, you don't think of it as Mm -hmm. being that big. But you can walk out into the middle of it and almost have nobody else around. And there's trees and there's, like, little waterfalls and there's... Mm -hmm different like you can walk on floating logs that are obviously securely attached to go across a drawbridge and like it's so fun and i doing that um made me realize why haven't i as a pass holder just like brought lunch over here and just been away from the crowds because not a ton of people go over there it's really getting away from it all absolutely absolutely and so i really Mm -hmm. love that um i love at california adventure um at the Hyperion Theater that's also on the edge of, like, Hollywood um, land, mm-hmm. there they put on incredible shows there. Like, beyond, mm-hmm. almost beyond, I would say, Broadway caliber shows. Like, the uh, did you ever see the Frozen show? Or is that, like, after I haven't were... seen the Frozen show, but, oh, man, did I love the Aladdin show that they used to do. I, miss I actually know a few one, people but... that have been in the Frozen show. Yeah, you've told me about that. That's so, like, they... Mm-hmm. work their asses off like that is an insanely involved oh they show. really do like and they're they're hooked up to mm-hmm. like high wire things like they 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 have some incredible effects and they use puppetry so well and i'm not talking like sesame street or muppet puppetry like i'm talking like full-sized like mm-hmm. Sven is this giant like puppet that's like the same relative size as he would be in the movies mm-hmm. to the actors and the guy who has Olaf How does a cool. great job too it's so good um so i it can mm-hmm. be a long wait but it's 100% worth it like it's almost worth the cost of admission just to see those shows at the Hyperion that's Theater awesome. Yeah. So, but I mean, and we're we're actors and nerds for theater, <laughs> so of course. <laughs> but all of my non like theater friends have all really, really loved it too. When mm-hmm. I've made them go and see it, and I never get bored mm-hmm. of it. I could see it every single time I visit. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so many wonderful shows and parades. And often there will even be kind of like pop-up shows, like the yeah. Dapper Dance, the Barbershop Quartet are oh, very popular in Disneyland. They're <laughs> so they're so sweet and just adorable, and it it really does make mm-hmm. you feel like you're in a different time when a you know quartet of gentlemen in like coordinated pinstriped <laughs> colored suits and straw boater hats, you know, serenade you as you walk down. Mm-hmm. Main Street. It's, I mean, it's Disney, guys. It's just, it's just wonderful. It makes it makes me a little sad to think about how long it's been mm-hmm. since I've seen them, and it hasn't even been that long, but it's, mm-hmm. it feels like it. Yeah, but what's also what's also really fun, in my opinion, is just like walking around the park and just like enjoying sure. all the detail, the different For settings, because sure. you can just walk a little bit and you see this 
gorgeous European castle. Then you are in fantasy land and you feel like you're in this like storybook, like Bavarian inspired town. And then you're in Tomorrowland and it's like the 1970s version of what the future was going to look like. And there's just so much detail. Absolutely. Each land feels so different. And it's, yeah, they don't, they don't skirt on cost when it comes to making everything detailed and believable Mm -hmm. as far as transporting you to a different time and place. And I mean, other, there's other shows too that I think are important to bring up, like Fantasmic. I love Mm -hmm. Fantasmic. And I have since I was young, I believe, Mm -hmm. I believe the original show, like the first incarnation of it was in the like mid to late 90s. And then they Mm -hmm. just brought it back, I think, two summers ago. And it, oh my goodness, they do so much justice to the original show. Like, I love Fantasmic. And I, Mm -hmm. when I saw this new reincarnation of it, I genuinely cried and, like, jumped up and down Mm -hmm. and, like, was not expecting that kind of reaction because they took what was so... They do the original Fantasmic show so much justice. Like, they... Mm -hmm. The dragon is even more spectacular than you can imagine. The mm-hmm. like, I was hoping that like they would continue to do the stunt scenes on the ship, like they did with Peter Pan and Captain Hook. Like they've mm-hmm. made it Pirates of the Caribbean style. But my goodness, mm-hmm. those stunt actors, like they earn every single bit of what they're paid. You know. Running and it's just yeah I and they probably deserve even more. <laughs> I'm I'm certain they deserve even more than that. But I um it can be kind of a pain to like stake out a spot to watch these kinds of attractions or watch a parade. Mm-hmm. Some parades, in my opinion, aren't super worth it. There are some that I just like. There was like a a Pixar one, which I love Pixar, but they just they remixed a bunch mm-hmm. of like uh queen songs to be almost like kids boppy sounding and we leo and i kept getting stuck at that same spot so we kind of like dreaded that parade we kept trying to escape it and we couldn't Mm -hmm. get out but most of the parades i would see are great and they're fun seeing once particularly the electrical lights parade i have a lot Mm -hmm. of nostalgia for that as well Um, and you know parades are a great time to go on rides yes because less people will be out and about trying to go on the rides if you genuinely don't care about parades or the fireworks or whatever, the fireworks shows, I, I, oh, if you have a chance, I think you should see every show at least once. If you, mm-hmm. like, even if you're lukewarm on it, definitely, I think you'll feel mm-hmm. all the Disney magic that you could possibly feel um, at one time. Um, but if you're like, there, there's definitely repeat ones that I've had to see again and again. Like, Fantasmic, mm-hmm. I think, since it, you know, re premiered. Um, I think I've seen it probably four times in its entirety. Because every time a new person's with me, I'm like, we're watching this. (laughs) Now, my show at Disney that I really, really love is World of Color. World of Color is amazing, too. Mm -hmm. And that's at California Adventure. Yeah, World of Color is the nighttime show at, at California Adventure. And the really spectacular thing about it is it's primarily a water show and they Mm -hmm. use the water as a screen to project scenes Mm -hmm. from a lot of Disney movies. And it is so gorgeous. I actually like World of Color better than Phantasmic. Do you really? (laughs) No, well, Phantasmic, Mm -hmm. so you need to see the updated version too. You may, you Mm -hmm. may, you may enter my camp, but you could also, (laughs) you could also stay in the world. Like they're both incredible shows and so much work goes Mm -hmm. into them. Um, I like Phantasmic because I like to see the, like, I it's it's a parade on the rivers of America, you know, as well mm-hmm. as a projection. They have a much smaller water projection that they do for certain scenes and things, and they project onto Tom Sawyer's Island as well, and all the props mm-hmm. and things that are involved are really incredible. But World of Color is like if you took the water projection they do in Phantasmic and turned it up to 5,000, you know, like it's just mm-hmm. like it, the water goes so high, you don't even know how it's able to sustain that kind of stream to make a projection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have like fire effects and like all sorts of crazy things. And it's a really good mix of different 
Disney things. I remember for my 30th birthday, we went and saw The World of Color and it was my first time seeing it. And I was completely blown away. And mm-hmm. uh, it was right after uh, Robin Williams had passed away. So they had a huge Aww. tribute to Jeannie. And Robin Williams... Oh, I would have cried. Gosh, <laughs> I'm getting chills right now remembering it. Oh, mm-hmm. I absolutely did. Um, Robin Williams is the reason why I wanted to become an actor. Like, seeing him oh, act in movies when I was really young is like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, somebody can do this as a job? I want to do what this amazing mm-hmm. man does. So he's always meant a whole lot to me. And mm-hmm. um, I'm, like, getting a little choked up right now just thinking about it. Oh, but me too. That's, <laughs> that's the thing that's so incredible about about Disney is that they do honor people who have really put in time and work and made such mm-hmm. an iconic character like the genie. Um, you know, they they recognize the people that create that add to Disney magic. Like they they mm-hmm. I mean they let Robin Williams improvise so much of what was going on with the genie. Like the fact that Which is hard on an animated movie. It's hard on an animated movie for sure, especially in like what, 1990, 1990, 1991, when they were actually creating it and it came out in 92. Like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that. And also, Disney's usually so incredibly strict about how Mm -hmm. what they record in the exact lines and the inflection and everything. I've known people who have done uh, Disney gigs, animation gigs, and Mm -hmm. like they've, they, they, you know, obviously love what they're doing, but they talk about how picky and strict they are about that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So, when they when they see talent and they recognize talent and then honor talent who are tragically gone too soon like Robin Williams it's it's awesome to see him not only be recognized in you know like an awards show like those we remember but also like Disney to mm-hmm. be like look he was an amazing man and we're putting him putting a special honor to him in world of color and so that was mm-hmm. really awesome i love that so much i wish i could have seen that it was great. It wasn't like a super long tribute, but it like it. I mm-hmm. think it was maybe, and they had to have put it together super quick because like mm-hmm. I know they have to go through so many steps technologically to like mm-hmm. get it into the show. Um, but yeah, they put the tribute to him there. I think it was like maybe a week later, and mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was. Oh, it's wonderful. It's mm-hmm. they just have a way of understanding human experience and storytelling that you can see in something like, you know, anybody can probably figure out how, or uh, not anybody, but like lots of people could figure out how to project something onto water and it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily have to have all the emotions and feelings behind it. And that's something that Disney is really tapped into. Mm -hmm. Like doing elaborate, cool things with heart. (laughs) Yeah. Like we've said, Disney just has this, ability to create quality that so many other theme parks just don't seem to be able to achieve at that level right just the attention to detail the beauty the inspiration from so many parts of the world and different kinds of people it's it's something that a lot of people can find joy in and relate to and absolutely that's that's something i've always found really really admirable about Disneyland. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, definitely in the same sentiment, I, it's kind of amazing that they can put on those kinds of shows and it can cross language barriers. Like, I mean, sure, the Mm -hmm. songs and the lyrics might typically be in English. They have started to introduce more uh, Spanish-speaking things with the introduction of Coco and other Mm -hmm. uh, projects that they're working on. But to... To reach, like, you don't have to understand the language to see the emotion that the cast members are putting into performing or Mm -hmm. to the animators have put into um, their animated characters or the shows. Like, they just capture the human experience and the feeling without, like, internationally. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. I... I mean, that is a big reason why they are so successful and so prevalent is because yeah. you like there's not a lot of other storytellers that you can specifically think of within a company that is able to do that on the same scale that they are. Yeah, definitely. Just for fun, Kelsey, what would you say are your top few Disney movies? Oh, gosh. So, OK, my number one 
is Lion King. It's mm, I love it too. The Lion I love it so much. I was 10 years mm-hmm. old when it came out and um it I've always been a cat person, which is not the only reason why it's my number one. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, it just was because I actually don't like the Aristocats all that much. I want to, but I don't. And most of Disney cat, like, characters of Disney cats are kind of evil because the it the rumor was that Walt Disney actually really hated cats. So uh-huh. he... um he like they were always kind of villains in movies which bummed me mm-hmm. out as a kid but the lion king is showing a whole range of feline you know uh they're 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 villains and they're good guys and there's it's mm-hmm. the music is amazing i oh, love yeah. elton john i've loved him since i was really little so the fact that he mm-hmm. does the soundtrack with tim rice is just you know icing on the cake as far as the story goes and i didn't find out till well way later that it was like loosely based on hamlet and then mm-hmm. i was like well no wonder i'm so into it because it's another dark shakespearean connection to disney it's combining all of my favorite loves we've got cats we've got elton john <laughs> we've got mm-hmm. a disney <laughs> animated cartoon and we've got shakespeare mm-hmm. So Lion King's my number one. I really, really love mm-hmm. Aladdin as well. I mean, everything mm-hmm. within that Disney um, golden era, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, the Renaissance. Disney Renaissance. Yeah. Um, is pretty incredible. Um, as far as more recent Disney films, I really love Tangled. I know that a lot of people don't think it's as good as Frozen, which kind of came right after it. But I like it a lot and I love the music in it. And I love I love Frozen too, and I mm-hmm. love the music in it as well. But um yeah. and also it was just hilarious to me that um there was a character that went by yeah. Flynn Ryder and throughout the movie I kept hearing the guys trying to catch him with up with him and being like, Ryder! And I felt like I was in gym class. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you I actually like Tangled better than Frozen. Do you? Yeah, you're on that camp. So one of my favorite Disney movies is Moana. Oh, Moana. Oh, I my gosh. really, really love Moana. I do, too. Moana's so and good. I would probably be really excited if I met her at Disneyland. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> she... I get a princess encounter with her. So they... I've seen her once, and it was actually kind of mm-hmm. a funny um, incident because I don't know where she was meeting people to do a meet and greet because there's not really an established place for her set up, but... Mm-hmm. Literally trying to go through the bottleneck of, like, where Indiana Jones, Tarzan's Treehouse, and, like, the Bengal barbecue area is. Like, I was squeezing between people, and then Mm -hmm. a fully dressed, like, Moana character was just by herself squeezing through people, too. And I I bumped into her a little bit. I was like, oh, oh, sorry, Moana. And she kind of, like, laughed, but then, like, went on her way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's the only time I've seen her there. But, yeah, she's – gosh, that's a good story. And the music, too. I love Moana so much. So and it's good. not just Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> that I, know, I love. I know. But you you know that that has to be one of the reasons why I love the movie. But oh, for sure. I think I think the story is just so wonderful on so many levels. It's so yeah. good for people of this day and age. And I really, really love Moana. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. I, lo- I think it's the best villain song since... Um, uh shiny like oh it's such mm-hmm. a good villain oh song. i love shiny and I, I i just love jermaine too <laughs> oh yeah i mean he's how can you can't go wrong um mm-hmm. but i sense um poor unfortunate souls i think it's the best villain song like oh it is then. i agree <laughs> i also really it's love the little one. mermaid but i i um that's probably my favorite princess movie is the little mermaid because mm-hmm. that's also just like i was the perfect age to when that yeah. came out i think i was five or six when it came out mm-hmm. and little mermaid has an attraction at california adventure doesn't they it? do yes they, there's mm-hmm. a there's a uh, dark ride is what they call them when you mm-hmm. um go inside and it's all inside a building that's called a dark ride but it, yeah. it works kind of like the haunted mansion like you get into a seashell and it mm-hmm. it is just a continuous motion um like you jump into it mm-hmm. as it's moving kind of thing they can shut it down uh, or stop it to let people transfer from wheelchairs, but then you kind of get stuck at different mm-hmm. points in the ride. And but yeah, it's really fun. I still love going on that. My my niece yeah. lo- loves little. I would too. say I one of my all time favorite Disney movies is The Emperor's New Groove, and it will oh, never yes. have a presence at Disneyland or California I Adventure. Know. And I feel like it's completely just a comedy nerd movie. But oh, it's I adore so good, that movie. 
If you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. watch Emperor's New Groove. It's not just a forgettable one. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I actually once was cast in a show because of my Yzma impression. Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> I used to be really good at doing an impression of Yzma. <laughs> that's that's. They, they that's wanted me, us to come in with like a really insane character voice, and I did that in the audition. <laughs> <laughs> Which part did you do? I did the now I'll turn him into a flea part. <laughs> Oh, okay. Do you Can remember you give that us- part? I do. Oh, yeah. Can you give us a sample or is- am I putting I you I probably on the can't spot? do it anymore because I used to actually <laughs> practice it all the time, but it's like the, I totally can't do it accurately anymore. It's like, <laughs> now I'll turn him into a flea, a harmless flea, and I'll put that flea in a box, and I'll put that box inside of another box, and then I may have that box to myself, and when it arrives, <laughs> I'll smash it with a hammer. That part. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Bravo. Golf thank clap. you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that was Eartha great. Kit, who's lovely. Oh gosh, yeah, Eartha Kit. That's hard to live up to, too. That's that's impressive that you took that on and you knocked it out of the park. Like honestly, no, that was great. And you, you oh, folks at home were not able to see. Like she had her face <laughs> fully in it. Like she went for it. That's commitment. That's great. I love it. Yeah. And I did it in an audition where they just like asked me, can you do a, like a random character voice? And I was like, okay. <laughs> I did that. Tip for you actors, always have something in your pocket. You never know. That Yzma impression yeah. could get you cast. Um, mm-hmm. I think a goofy movie is also in that same category where oh, I really lovely. love a goofy movie, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not looked at as a great film, but the the comedy is amazing, and it has a lot of heart, and it has really good music, too. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Stand out, eye to eye, all of those. Yep. But it doesn't really have a presence at Disneyland, though, does it? No. No, it doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think... No, I don't think I I've mean, seen Goofy it I mean, Goofy has his roller coaster. We have yeah, his it's little house, don't Goofy we? Goofy Sky School. Um, yeah, I believe in Toontown, he does. He, I don't mm-hmm. know if he has a house. It's been so long since I've been to Toontown. That's one that's always kind of off my radar. Mm-hmm. I always forget that it's there. I love Toontown, by the way. Don't I need to knock go it till you try it. <laughs> no, I know. I, my family, like, it came mm-hmm. out. It, it, Toontown didn't exist until I was, like, a preteen. And so we were kind of a little bit too old mm-hmm. for it. And so my family was just like, well, this is just the little kids yeah. area. Like, that's the kiddie pool. Let's go to the grown-up pool. You know, that's kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. So I always forget about it. And then occasionally people oh, man. Like, yeah. There are pictures of me from when I'd go as a high schooler of me, like, on Donald's boat. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I went to Toontown all the time, even as a oh, teenager. Really? I need to yeah. do I haven't been on Roger Rabbit's Wild Ride in so long. Like that was. I the... love Roger Rabbit. Yeah, really. That movie freaks me yeah. out. That's so interesting that it's a Disney Warner Brothers hybrid. Like, I wonder what that contract mm-hmm. negotiation was like. Who who knows? Who knows? Right? <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. are definitely some attractions that you that all of you should be checking out. I mean, I forgot about Toontown. That's one that like that's there's a couple rides, little rides there. But mm-hmm. I was always too big for the roller coaster. Like, I was already mm-hmm. too tall when it came out, I think, like, to comfortably yeah. fit in it. Um, mm-hmm. it's I've, I've often... been on that one a number of times. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but I must say, I'm a sucker for Pixar. Pixar I is I love, so... like, every Pixar movie ever. So they... that's what I freak out over in Disneyland. Disney, like, definitely gets to the heart of the issue. Pixar rips out your heart, gently mends mm-hmm. it back together, and puts it back in your chest, and you love it the entire time. Like, yeah. Wally, I love Wally so much. Oh, me too. Me too. I, yeah. I cry like a baby at every Pixar movie ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and even more so as I'm getting older. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it's. It's it's that uh, slow burn. Like, it's really heartwarming when you watch it when you're younger. But then also, mm-hmm. as you get older, you're like, oh, my gosh, I relate to a whole new level of tragedy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I recently rewatched uh, Finding Nemo for the first time as an adult and, like, yeah. cried the entire movie. Oh, yeah. And when I watched it as a kid, I was like, this is fun. I cried, like, the entire movie. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like now I would probably like cry on the Finding Nemo submarine ride. <laughs> or something. There's been like way too many relatable things 
in Pixar movies, especially now, like in my mid thirties. And there's been a lot of issues that have become new in my life that are directly addressed. Like the first part of Up, like, you know, I'm so Mm -hmm. in love with Leo and I feel like I found my soulmate, but like Mm -hmm. there's, there's too many things where I see like, oh, is this going to be our life? Are we not destined to have kids, which I know is really personal, but like it's Mm -hmm. with my health issues and stuff. That's something that we've had to talk about. And now Mm -hmm. I almost just can't even watch it because I'm like, oh, no, Uh, I did not know how much this was going to hit me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I still love it. It's just like a beautiful story. Oh, Inside Out is the same way. I can't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I cry too much Inside Out. Do they have an up attraction? At Disney? No. I don't think they do, do they? No, they don't. Um, They have an Inside Out attraction now. They they mm-hmm. changed over. Yeah. Uh, one of the, well, they had a big Bugs Land thing when they first opened mm-hmm. uh, California Adventure. And that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be Marvel Land eventually. We'll see. Um, But eventually. they changed one of the rides to like the whirlwind of emotions. And it used to be like a mm-hmm. little tiny thing. And my a friend and I did all of the Bugs Land attractions before they closed it down just to <laughs> make mm-hmm. sure we got one just more. Just say you did. <laughs> yeah, one more Bugs Land hoorah before it was gone. There's new things and different things that are happening all the time. Like, we got to go opening day to Mm -hmm. Star Wars land. Like, I was able to snag us reservation. So that, I mean, that's something that we'll always remember. Of course, Leo and I, like, walking in, Mm -hmm. like, weeping, just living in this, like, magical land of Batuu, which you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. um, And it's really fun. I haven't gotten to see it yet. I've seen a lot of videos of it on YouTube. Oh, I bet you have. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It was mo I felt like it was mostly like Disney vloggers, YouTube people surrounding us on that opening mm-hmm. day. And they were all ra- they're all like holding the camera in front of their faces and being like, OK, I'm about to enter. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you just experience it for yourself for the first time and then vlog about yeah. it? Like that's that's actually one thing that kind of bothers me about yeah. Disneyland these days is I feel like these days so many people just kind of go to Disneyland for the gram. They just kind of go to take their pictures in front of different parts of Disneyland in their Disney-bound outfit or with Mm -hmm. their awesome ears or things like that. And I feel like these days when you go to Disneyland or a lot of other theme parks and tourist attractions for that matter, people aren't really experiencing it anymore. They're just kind of going there they just take all their pictures everywhere they take their video or whatever but they're not taking a minute to just like actually look at the thing yeah that that has bothered me so much in my travels but it also bothers me at disneyland a lot and especially with how much you have to spend to go there i i feel like a lot of people are paying so much money and not even fully enjoying it it's definitely a privileged position to be in to be able to even go Mm -hmm. and afford Disneyland at this point and you're right Mm -hmm. like it's Disney bounding and Disney blogging is is an industry at this point you know like if you look at Etsy shops you can get customized shirts I've absolutely got for when Kristen was getting married Mm -hmm. I got us customized tank tops and her wedding colors that had like the castle with ears Mm -hmm. on it um, that said you know bride and maid of honor and so it's Mm-hmm. there's all these Instagram accounts that people get all these follows and then they get advertisers and then they partner with people. And yeah. it's uh, what would bum me out. And it does bum me out to see this too, is if Disney ever turned into something other than like a place for me to get away from the real world for a little while, you know? And that's uh-huh. why I've loved it so much is because life is stressful. And if you have the ability to mm-hmm. afford this, which it's it's been my dream my entire life to, like, have this mm-hmm. ability. Like, even before moving down here, I think I'd been, I counted and I lost count at 18 visits. Like, I visited 18 times, oh. like, up to, which is kind of nuts, right, for living as far away as I did. That's a lot. And then since moving here, I think the last time I checked in, because um, you can see your counter when you have a passport, but everything's all off mm-hmm. now because my, my pass has lapsed and, you mm-hmm. know, because... It it expired in July, but I think, 
I think I was at 22 since moving to Los Angeles. So 22 visits in... Since yeah. moving? So like in in four wow. years, like I've definitely pounded the pavement several times. And mm-hmm. there, the, when it stops being fun is when people get obsessive about getting the certain exclusive release of these mini ears mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, did I get super yeah. stoked and excited and intent on getting purple sparkly sequin ears absolutely i did but like i i try to mm-hmm. measure and keep my excitement and realize that all the hype around me because i'm part of some facebook disney groups like there's even like subsets mm-hmm. of i i am um, I'm a fan of a podcast called My Favorite Murder. And so there's like Disneyland Murderinos. And um, I've even had some fun Mm -hmm. interactions with them at the parks. Like one of the girls there, um, she works um, in the downtown Disney, uh, like where they make the candy apples. Like I forget what that shop is called. Mm -hmm. But she's like, this is my name. And she had a really unique name. So we went there and I saw she was there and I was like, oh. So I was like waving to her through the window and like opened up my phone to the mm-hmm. Facebook post. I'm like, look, look, it's me. And she's like, oh, hi, yay. And so like we, you know, <laughs> connected that way. And another girl came up and we were both wearing um, <laughs> the happiest childless millennials mm-hmm. on earth shirt. <laughs> I think I've seen this shirt that you have. <laughs> People who don't know, there was an article a woman wrote about how Millennials who don't have children should not be allowed at Disney parks because this person in front of her bought the this childless millennial bought the last pretzel at Disney World and it ruined her child's day. And I'm like, that didn't ruin your child's day. Like, number one, that pretzel could have gone to a different kid in front of her. That's not the Mm -hmm. issue. I understand people like Mm -hmm. the 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 term that's been adopted by pass holders in a lot of these groups are don't be a passhole. Like, don't make family experiences terrible mm-hmm. for other people. Like, someone's led us in front of line once before to get the last corn dogs, not knowing it was mm-hmm. the last corn dogs. Like, I literally had this situation. And then, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he politely let us go in front. And then we found out we were getting the last one. And he was like, oh, and of course they're pass holders. So then we turned around. We we're like, we're so sorry. We'll share with you. Like, what we don't want to be, like, we so are trying to fight against mm-hmm. the, the pass hole. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. For a lot of people, this is all they afford. And maybe this mm-hmm. is the only time they'll go in their childhood. Yeah. So you be yeah. considerate. Just don't be an asshole or a pass hole in life in general. I love Disney, but I am completely aware of its flaws as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you say that. Yeah. It's, I, I, I am not going to be someone, Disney, uh, we, before we started, I told Natalia, I was like, Disney is not my God. Like, it is not uh, this imperfect. But there are people that it is. No, it, it really is. I know. There are a lot of people who are super, super into it. And, and I think, I don't, not all of them are that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them are just having fun doing their thing. And it's, it's a fun thing to have a group. One thing that we've done that's been really fun um, is scavenger hunts. Like, people mm-hmm. will organize scavenger hunts and you pay like a small fee to for their supplies they give you snacks and stuff and um so there's different ways to make disneyland be a fun experience and Mm -hmm. not turn into like an instagram model experience which if that's what you do do you that's great but you know um i i I want to experience the magic of disney i like seeing Mm -hmm. it through my niece and nephew's eyes like it, it gives me a break from everything that's going on outside. And I think a lot of people are really struggling right now, mm-hmm. not having that. Like, if it's available to you and you can afford it, why mm-hmm. not? You know? Yeah, but I don't think anyone should ever feel like they are failing as a parent because they can't take their kids to Disneyland. I right. don't think anyone ever should. And I feel like there's kind of become, especially in Southern California, this big societal expectation that you're going to take your sense. kids to Disneyland. Yeah. Because, I mean, oh, gosh, I never even considered that. Like, just growing mm-hmm. up here and knowing friends oh, that it's have a, passports. It's a, it's a huge expectation. I've I've overheard people say it so many times. Like, so when are you going to take your kids to Disneyland? Have they had their first mm-hmm. trip to Disneyland yet? That kind of thing. Yeah. And I I feel like that gets really unhealthy. Yeah. I agree. Like, I mean, any kind of 
parenting expectation gets real dicey, but then to to feel like you aren't fulfilling something that your kids peers are a part of must mm-hmm. be really hard, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, not nearly to the same way, but like, yeah, most, most kids at my school, I feel like went to Disneyland at least once, like in their mm-hmm. childhood, because we're on the same coast. It's fairly inexpensive to fly from Portland to mm-hmm. Anaheim compared to like, you know, Florida, I still mm-hmm. have never been to Disney World, as big of a fan as I am. Like, yeah. that's that's still been out of my reach. I think it is important to understand that it is an industry. Like, mm-hmm. since they've obtained, you know, Star Wars and Marvel, like, they, yeah, Marvel Land was supposed to open in California Adventure mm-hmm. over the summer. And then obviously that's on hold. I feel like it's really important to manage expectations of Disneyland, too, because yes. I feel like so many people with what they've seen about Disneyland – on TV, on Instagram, all these kinds of things. It's literally called the happiest place on earth. Yeah. But it can be stressful. It can be really the stressful. The crowds, the, the overstimulation, the just vast array of choices. The heat, um, depending when the you're there. The heat. I, I think people need to consider that when they're wondering whether they should pay for a day at Disneyland or take their kids to Disneyland don't go if it's not going to be fun. It's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Understand. And you have to help manage your like kids' expectations, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this has been talked up by everybody, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. for them. I do know people, like, I have good friends who went as kids and their family didn't have fun and they didn't have fun. Mm-hmm. I don't understand those people. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a joke. I do. I understand it. I get it. It's a lot. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. someone who likes rides, if they're not fun or thrilling for you if you don't have an emotional connection to the movies Mm -hmm. or like different franchises then yeah don't don't spend the money on it you know yeah i i have a friend who i've been to disneyland with several times who gets very stressed out when she's there because she just kind of creates a to-do list for herself and gets angry at anyone who gets in the way of the to-do list and has see and she has no sense of spontaneity and i've gone with her and i've had to tell her sorry we're gonna have to separate for a few hours yeah yeah you can get you can get into some serious friend fights at disneyland yeah you really can and i'm glad we're mentioning this yeah no absolutely i mean it's uh it's my friends and I are all so polite that uh, for a while when we first went, um, you know, we had just moved to mm-hmm. California. So they were always like, what do you guys want to do? We've had passes mm-hmm. here for so long. We want to do. And I was like, no, literally, I do want I do want to do what you want to do. And so mm-hmm. we finally it took us, you know, several visits together to be like, mm-hmm. OK, why don't we separate for a little while? We'll go do this because there's mm-hmm. certain rides that, you know, um, uh, all of my Orange County friends will not go on Splash Mountain. That's just a no go for them. Like it's too. It, they they don't like the drop. They also won't mm-hmm. go on um uh the well, River go, Run. No, not that one. But um uh Guardians of the Galaxy. It used to be the Tower of Terror. Now it's Why now Guardians of the Galaxy. Why do that? <gasps> I miss Tower of Terror. I know. I know. I I. I love Guardians of the Galaxy, so I actually really love them both, but they've kept it Tower mm-hmm. of Terror at Disney World. So, mm-hmm. you know, it still exists, but I, I do understand. Um, I do understand. Leo, that was his favorite ride, too, and he was kind of yeah, bummed when they changed it. it. It's very different. Favorites. It's more intense as Guardians of the Galaxy now. There's more drops really? and it's faster. So huh, I, those I friends, I, um, yeah, and there's different, they play different songs depending on, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's, I think there's like a, cycle of five songs that they play that's like Hmm. from the soundtrack which you still need to watch it i gotta get your marvel education (laughs) i've never seen a single marvel movie don't can you believe this after me ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends can you believe that natalia has sorry i'm not gonna shame you that's not fair but i will educate go ahead public shame away (laughs) educate me cancel me no (laughs) never cancel you you're my friend um okay (laughs) So, but I will educate you, that's for sure. <laughs> That'll right, be happening. Right. Um, so anyway, those those are certain rides. I I kind of forced a friend onto that ride when it changed to Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm mm-hmm. like, you just have to try it once. 
and they were miserable the whole time. So I felt a little bad. And thankfully we have a strong enough friendship that nothing, but it's like, since then they're like, nope, nope, not doing it. You made me go on that. Like we're not doing that Mm -hmm. again. And I'm like, that's fair. You don't have to, you don't have to do that. But yeah, there can be, you know, it's, you're walking like, you know, over 10,000 steps, just wandering around. Like I'd say Mm -hmm. an average is like 18,000 steps, I would say. Yeah. For me a day at Disney. And that's, I mean, and that's, that's like when I have somebody visiting, I think if it's just me, then it's more like Mm 5,000 or no, probably still 8,000. Doesn't matter. It's a lot. It's exhausting. And Mm -hmm. you need to keep your energy up. Thankfully they do have Starbucks inside Disney. So you can get your Starbucks. Um, but yeah, friend fights will happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just by the way, off a little off topic, but yeah. since we did mention Marvel, Kelsey, yes. I want to hear what your thoughts are on the addition of Marvel and Star Wars in the Disney parks. So I love those franchises, so I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Like I think it's great. I think that it makes sense. Um, California Adventure has just been this kind of weird park that didn't make sense for a really long time. Like it mm-hmm. was kind of a novelty to, to visit. Like my family uh, visited in 2002. So it had been freshly opened um, like just, I think like eight months before or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, we, you know, we had fun, but we didn't really get it. And I, it was kind of um, a Michael Eisner pet, project like when he i've always fucking loved california adventure i don't understand what the rest of the world doesn't like about it so this i'll tell you why so my opinion and this is what Mm -hmm. it was for me is why am i going why am i traveling you know from a different state to go to a theme park themed after the state i'm in when i could do those things in the state you know like why why do i need a fake version Mm -hmm of like California experiences when it's like I'm gonna go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame if I want to go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame I'm gonna go to a Mm -hmm. you know an orange grove if I want to go to an orange grove I'm I'll drive on Mulholland Drive if I feel like it but a lot of those references to are completely lost Mm -hmm. like I didn't know what Mulholland Madness meant until granted I grew up here yeah so that's what I mean so I I knew what everything was yeah I I thought it was all super neat but for the rest of us it's I like, always what? thought of it as a as a park for the locals. Yeah, it kind of was. Um, but there just wasn't enough big attractions to do there for a while. Like there was California Screamin', which is now the Incredicoaster, which I actually like it better as the Incredicoaster. Really? Yeah, it's it has a story, you know. Um, and it's, it's a roller coaster. Does a roller coaster need a story? In Disneyland, I mean, does. isn't a roller coaster just like okay, strap in, all right, boom, you no, go? Because Space Mountain is an experience. It's like you're zooming through space. Big Thunder Mountain Rail. It's indoors. You know, it's indoors, but like it's 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 it has the music. It has the experience. It's it's so different from other roller coasters, like at Six Flags or something. You know, where it's literally you're just going for the adrenaline rush, whereas, like, I want to go for the story. That's a big part. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference between Disneyland and a lot of theme parks, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that there's a story involved, That is true. And I appreciate that. Is true. That is Disneyland, true. Disneyland does story on rides, and they do detail yeah. on rides. Yeah. And quality better than pretty much any theme park. Well, even like the Imagineers, if you have Disney Plus, like, and I highly recommend, I know you really love it too, the Imagineers story. I, I loved it. It was so, so, so interesting. So I, good. I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, I know. I need to, I want to watch it again too. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that if you are waiting to ride um, Rise of the Resistance in Star Wars Land, mm-hmm. there is a spoiler um, in it in like a, what the experience of the ride is, I think in episode five. I mean, look that up for yourself. Yeah. But yeah. just to caution. I watched that. I haven't been on it, but I we, watched it. We wanted to experience it. We didn't want any spoilers. And we we did mm-hmm. barely, just barely, like, I think five days before Disneyland and the state of California shut down for uh, for quarantining and for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Like, we just barely made it in to ride that ride. It is the most immersive, incredible ride I have ever 
ever experienced mm-hmm. in my life. It's the closest you will ever get to feeling like you are actually in a Star Wars movie. And, you know, Disney, like, speaking of story, like, they do that story so well. Um, That's great. So, yeah, like you had asked before, the the addition of Star Wars land, I think is awesome. Like, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. grow up a Star Wars fan, so I probably wouldn't have cared as much Um younger but now that in my adult life i've become a star wars fan like i definitely cried when we walked into batu on opening day and mm-hmm. like they they made up this um i don't know if you know they made up a fictional land so it's like not anything that actually exists already in the star wars mm-hmm. universe so it's just kind of like a different planet stopping point like where you know mm-hmm. the millennium millennium falcon just happens to be stopped there and you're gonna help yeah chewie do something so it's it kind of takes place um like kylo ren is there and ray will occasionally walk around but there's other characters they've mm-hmm. introduced into the lore so for people who are disney fanatics and star wars fanatics it's like the ideal most fun place so mm-hmm. um i really like it i'm i love marvel and i love that um uh, Captain Marvel had her own little place, like where you could get photos with her, and I wanted to do that before things shut down, but I I did not mm-hmm. have a chance to. But like it has her, um, like she's a um a Air Force pilot, and so it has mm-hmm. like an air hanger with like you take a picture with her in front of like her jet, and like they're blasting, uh, just a girl by no doubt, and like I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever had that kind of like feminist rah-rah power <laughs> feeling in Disneyland before because you know it is a land of princesses mm-hmm. who are sweet and polite and demure and as they've you know as the franchise has developed into modern day things they've had more mm-hmm. agency to express their opinion and you know I kind of think the Little Mermaid was the first place I saw that where it still mm-hmm. is not a great feminist film but um, not at all but um, it as a girl <laughs> Like, a young girl watching that, I was still kind of like, oh, but she's doing what she wants. It just happens to be after a man. You know, I didn't necessarily internalize it as, like, this is what I have. I have to change myself for a boy. But I was like, she's defying her father because she has a dream, you know. Yeah, and she's not a child. She's 16. I'm not a child, daddy. (laughs) Exactly. But 16. I'm not a child. That was actually the first movie I cried at as a kid, and I didn't know why. Like the wedding, the mm-hmm. wedding scene at the very end where she's leaving her dad. Mm-hmm. Like I remember starting to tear up and being like, "What's wrong with me? Am I sad? Am I happy? Mm-hmm. I don't understand." So, just, oh, I I relate. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't avoid Disney in Los Angeles, even if you tried. Like on my morning walk, I was thinking about how we were going to record this today, and I mm-hmm. just noticed like four or five cars that had something Disney related in them or on them. Like somebody had a mm-hmm. teeny tiny little Donald Duck on their dashboard, and someone else had a Monsters Inc. Um, visor. You'll see mm-hmm. the annual pass holder magnets on cars everywhere. Like it's mm-hmm. it's part of the culture of Los Angeles, and even. The Imagineers, like, they've created so many things that have been able to be used in the film industry, which I think is amazing. You know, technology Mm -hmm. that Walt Disney pushed them to create, which I don't know that he was necessarily always the nicest boss. Um, If you, yeah, Yeah. I mean, he knew what he wanted and he he pushed for it really hard Mm -hmm. and um, he definitely had a vision and had a dream, and it's ultimately been insanely successful. Mm-hmm. But um, I I recommend if you want to look into kind of like the underground Disney or different parts of Disneyland that you wouldn't necessarily know about, um, there's a YouTube channel called Defunct Land, and they do different videos on <laughs> um, like you know different disney history but they also do like other theme parks and other just things in general but they're really well produced really really well made Mm -hmm. videos um cool but yeah i i was amazed at just the vast array of disneyland podcasts and youtube channels and things like that it's ubiquitous it's everywhere (laughs) so Mm -hmm. whether you love it or hate it i mean Disneyland and Disney in general is just going to be part of your Los Angeles experience. Whether you visit, whether you live here, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's everywhere. And I I'm I'm fine with it to a point. Like I'm I'm aware, you know, we mentioned mm-hmm. that. Like I I can admit its flaws and I can admit where it 
it could do better. Um, but I also, mm-hmm. I don't know. I still just want to enjoy it, you know? <laughs> it's it's escapism. It's it's such a break from the real world. I mean, things aren't even at, at one one scale. They build everything so that you feel bigger. It's It's supposed to make you feel like you're in this fantasy world that's so different from your everyday life absolutely and i think i i think i mean obviously there's a market for it because it's huge but i think it's an important thing Mm -hmm. to have as part of the human experience i think that's why you and i want to be storytellers why we want to be filmmakers because that's Mm -hmm. part of it too it can introduce you to new ways of um how other people and other cultures live and experience the world and also how, um, Mm -hmm. you know, how you can connect and understand, but also just, yeah, escape for a little while, you know? Yeah. And you know something I always told um, my tours when I was a tour guide, when I would do our main Hollywood tour, was almost every tour someone would ask me, which theme park I recommended going to Mm -hmm. when they were in Los Angeles. Almost always it was, should I go to Universal or should I go to Disneyland? And I 100% always recommended Disneyland over Universal. I adore Universal. It's super fun. There's, no joke, uh, over 100 times more things to do and see in Disneyland than there are in Universal. The rides are more detailed. The story is better. Everything is just higher quality well, at Disneyland. I adore Universal. I go to Universal yeah. all the time. Don't don't come at me, Universal fans. <laughs> I, I love going to your park. Disneyland is just a bigger, better it park. Is. It is. It's true. And I also, I also love Universal Studios a whole lot, too. Mm-hmm. I think a big difference between uh, Disneyland and Universal Studios as theme parks is that Disneyland was planned to be a theme park the entire time, mm-hmm. whereas Universal mm-hmm. still has an entire backlot that's, like, actively filming, you know, when mm-hmm. it's... And they're limited by space. Yeah, they're limited by space because they are they are actually in Los Angeles. Their Universal City mm-hmm. um, is right next to Studio City. So um, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the middle of a lot of uh, urban development, whereas Disneyland kind of brought a lot of urban development to that part of Anaheim, where it was just kind of this big mm-hmm. open land that, you know, I mean, actually, Walt originally planned on putting Disneyland across the street from Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. Mm-hmm. But and you can see this in one of the defunct land um, uh, <laughs> videos, uh, they go into the history of it, but the city of Burbank wouldn't approve him to put a theme park mm-hmm. there because they didn't want to bring more traffic. And this is back in the 50s. So, you know, it had to be busy then for them to be like, mm-hmm. stay away from our horses and we want to keep our ranch. <laughs> <laughs> but Disney Studios, too, is a whole different experience. Um, Natalia and I yeah. have both worked there for different projects. And it's mm-hmm. if you're a Disney fan like me. Oh, man. It's exciting if you get the chance to ever really visit there. Is. What is your favorite thing to do at Disneyland? Like, what's your favorite ride? It can be, we can do Disneyland and California Adventure if you want to. Mm-hmm. Sure. Can I Can I share a few? Yeah, oh, please. All right. This is somewhat embarrassing. I'm a huge sucker for It's a Small World. Oh, really? That's not embarrassing. I'm probably the only adult in the world that loves It's a Small World, <laughs> but just like... The the message of the ride is just so positive yeah. and it's just something that, you know, the world really needs more of. The whole message of the ride is just that, like, people in different cultures um, might have some small differences, but when it comes down to it, like, we're really all the same. And I just, I think it's such a beautiful ride and everyone hates it so much. <laughs> it makes me so sad. I just, I think it's... It just has such a beautiful theme, and I yeah. love what they've added with adding Disney characters to it. Probably the only person over five years old that loves that ride. No, no, I think it's nobody will ever ride it with me. So someday in the future, Natalia, you and I will mm-hmm. go ride It's a Small World together because I, I haven't ridden it. Um, it's my it's my sister in law's favorite one too. Actually, um, mm-hmm. her. She loves taking um, her daughter, my niece, on there, and then a uh, mm-hmm. uh, little little nephew too. Um, it's 
I think it's just gotten such a bad rap because it's so repetitive, <laughs> like the song. Yeah, because it's repetitive and the, the kids have kind of annoying voices. But when you listen to the actual lyrics, it's a really, really beautiful song. And I just, I, I love that ride. And then um, I all I loved ho- the Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. So I was really sad when they um, changed it around to Marvel. Also, because I... I I still think it's kind of weird that Marvel's at Disneyland. Like, I just, I think it's just because I grew up with it not having it. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not supposed to be yeah. here. That's just how I feel. I know a lot of other people love having Marvel there, but I, to me, it feels almost like like Coca Cola all of a sudden had a themed ride at Disneyland. I can understand like that's that. That's just kind of how I feel about it. It just feels very commercial to me. Yeah, because it's not... So, like, if there was a Marvel theme park that was just its own thing, you would be fine yeah. with that. But the fact that it's kind yeah, of probably, but encroaching on Disney territory... It just feels weird that it's in Disneyland to me. I feel that way about Star Wars, too, Do you? in Disneyland. Yeah. But don't hate me. No. But um, <laughs> it's probably just because of what I grew up being used to. But I also... Um, I love Indiana Jones like everyone yeah. else. I love Space Mountain. I uh, really, really love Soren. Soren, yeah. At California Adventure. I think that ride is so beautiful. It's like a spiritual experience. It's great. Have you been on it um, since it's been made into Soren Over the World? I have not, yeah. and I'm very excited. It's fun. I still prefer Soaring Over California, but Soaring Over the World is really nice, and it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I miss, I liked the smells of Soaring Over California more. That is one of the California yeah. things that I did really enjoy, like the pine and the orange. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So um, and that ride, if you're not familiar with it, is you, um, you're basically in a giant domed uh, theater, but you sit in kind of like a hang glider style um uh harness and then it raises you up so that it feels like you're like literally soaring over all of these places like in California mm-hmm. or over the world and um yeah it's really it's my dad's favorite ride at Disneyland or California yeah. Adventure when he visited uh last November um with my my aunt won a trip she wins trips to Disneyland like quite a bit from a radio station in Portland mm. and um that's cool She's just really dedicated to, like, calling in and over the years. Mm-hmm. I think she's won, like, four or five. But um, uh, she took my dad because her kids, like, weren't available to go. And, like, go see Kelsey. He's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, you're coming. We're going to Disneyland together. We're reliving some childhood magic. And we, on mm-hmm. his last night there, we went on that ride, I think, like, five times. <laughs> we just, like, got oh. back in line over and over again. It was really fun. Um, I love that. But for me, my favorite ride at Disneyland, it's always hard to narrow it down and it's changed over the years. Like when I was a kid, actually, mm-hmm. after <laughs> after I got really scared of the Manorhorn, um, I ended up really loving the Haunted Mansion. And I've always really loved kind oh, of I like love that one too. lightly spooky things. Like I'm not a horror mm-hmm. movie fan, but I really enjoy like... Disney's Halloween treat is this um, like old 80s mm-hmm. program they used to air. Look that up on YouTube. I do every season, like ugh, every Halloween season. Mm-hmm. I love watching it. Um, and uh, so I love the Haunted Mansion when I was like probably from age 10 to about like 14. And then my favorite ever since then has been Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I love that Mm -hmm. ride i like that one too so much when i was younger Mm -hmm. i went through a country phase just for like a year i liked country music (laughs) i had a jean jacket (laughs) and i that like blows my mind i I can't even imagine this (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like adamantly against it and so ashamed like i the from like 1995 country music i know most of it but i don't really know anything outside Mm -hmm. of that like i can lay down some, you know, Garth Brooks or John Michael Montgomery or like mm-hmm. and my dad was into country music at that time. So I think that's probably what influenced me. But just for that one mm-hmm. year. And then after that, I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> so still inside me, there's a little there's a cowgirl just being like, I'm still mm-hmm. here. And Big Thunder definitely fulfills that. But also, it's just a really fun ride. Like it's a roller coaster that's not too extreme. It is. 
The story of it is super fun. They've added some things to it, like not in, they haven't changed anything really, but they added um, kind of like a dynamite explosion scene in one of the dark tunnel mm-hmm. areas. It's really fun. I don't think you've seen that yet because they added that like in the last yeah. four years. Um, and uh, it's even more fun to write it at night. And if you can time it. Oh, yeah, I can see that. If you can time it when either Fantasia is performing or the fireworks are going off. Phantasmic. Oh, Phantasmic. Sorry. Fantasia is the movie. Phantasmic <laughs> thing. You even corrected me. See, you're a Disney girl. Oh. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> um, but... Uh, when the fireworks are going off and like the music, it's so fun and it feels so much faster at night and in the dark. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that. In California Adventure, um, my favorite ride is actually uh, the Cars Land ride. Have you ever gone on that? Oh, yes. I've been on that. I went on it the last time that I uh, went to Disneyland. The Radiator Springs Racers, I think is what they're called. Yeah. and I I don't really like cars. Like, I wasn't the right age when it came out. I mean, I thought that movie was dumb, yeah, I but I thought too. the ride was pretty cool. I feel bad because it's so popular with so many kids. Um, mm-hmm. But they the Cars Land area is really, really well done. Like, they did an amazing job yeah, it making is. it immersive. And it feels very much like the movie. Um, but that mm-hmm. ri- that's actually my favorite ride in, in California mm-hmm. Adventure. It's really fun. It's also the same kind of thing where it's not a super extreme roller coaster. But the mm-hmm. story is, like, so fun. And you, you kind of race against another car, like, in, in yeah. the ride. And it's so smooth. And it's just, yeah. I, I super mm-hmm. enjoy that ride. Um, yeah, I liked that one a lot, too. Yeah. And California Screaming, which is now the Incredicoaster, um, I, I really do like... I, I, I started to like that one. That one's almost, that's like as extreme as I can go when it comes to roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the the most intense I can handle. Um, and even then, like mm-hmm. it's, I still get scared every time I, I ride it. Like I still get butterflies yeah. in my stomach. Like, what am I doing? I made a mistake. I'm going upside down. But I really enjoy it. Um, and then mm-hmm. I also really do love Tower of Terror slash, um, what is it called? Uh Guardians, it's of, Guardians the of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yes, Mission Breakout. Yeah, see, you did your research. You know the things. <laughs> so we hope that this episode has been a little bit helpful with uh, helping you realize uh, what Disneyland actually is like, what it's like to be a visitor, a pass holder, all those different kinds of things. We're just trying to give you a realistic idea of what it's actually like to visit Disneyland. Keep in mind, these are all based on our pre-pandemic experiences. Disneyland uh, is probably bound to have quite a few changes when they do eventually reopen. Uh, But no matter what, it's probably still going to be the happiest place on Earth. Just a reminder, the content of this podcast is based on our own opinions and personal experiences and may not reflect the opinions and experiences of all Angelinos. Music by Leo Jackson. Artwork by Trevor D. Richardson. Edited by Kelsey Ryder. And additional research by me, Natalia Raymond. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angelinos in Training and on Twitter at Angelinos Pod. Want us to cover a specific topic about LA? Email us at angelinosintraining at gmail.com. (laughs) 